When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey everybody, it's Dan and welcome to a special emergency edition of the Orange and Brown Talk podcast as Mary-Kate Cabin and I discuss the news that happened on Friday with the Browns game getting moved to 5 o'clock on Monday night and some more positives coming the Browns way, although it seems to be slowing down a little bit, but we get into all of that here on this edition of the podcast. Listen, if you're not subscribed to this podcast, you should be because who knows when we're going to record here over the weekend. If news breaks, if something crazy happens, we might just decide to jump on and hit record. So make sure you're subscribed. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you listen to pods. And also make sure you're a Football Insider subscriber. So when that news hits, you're going to get texted about it. You're going to get access to the story on cleveland.com slash browns. And look, there might even be some stuff in our newsletter that we send out every single day. So become a Football Insider subscriber. Cleveland.com slash browns, the blue banner at the top of the page to get all the information and get yourself signed up. Okay, here we go. Mary Kay and I talking about the news of the day here on the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. All right, here we go on a Friday night edition of the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. Uh, Mary Kay, this is our emergency edition. Has enough happened today? for us to jump on and at least discuss it for a little bit. And let's just start here. The Browns and Raiders game moved from Saturday at 4.30 to Monday at 5 p.m. Still at First Energy Stadium, still on NFL Network. It's just at a different time. And as this week went along, I know the NFL kind of kept saying over and over again, we're, we're not changing the game. It's not moving. It just started to feel more and more inevitable, especially when some, some players started to be more outspoken about it more and more inevitable that something like this was going to happen. Yes. And, you know, it wasn't just the Cleveland Browns. There were three teams involved and it was just starting to pile up on all three of those teams. I think the, uh, the Washington football team, I believe was up to 25 players or more on their COVID list. And And the the Rams Rams had a bunch. The Rams are at like 25. Yeah, they were at 25. So everyone was in the 20s. I mean, my goodness. I mean, it really uh, starts to get to the point where you almost can't field a team. You're not going to be competitive. You're putting people at risk. You're putting people in harm's way. And uh, it really just seemed to be the right thing to do. I think most people agreed that it was the right thing to do. Although, as we know, uh, the Raiders weren't too happy about it. They were ready to come here and play this game. They're fighting for their playoff lives too. I mean, they are on playoff life support at six and seven. So the idea of coming in here and trying to play against Nick Mullins and not having Jadavian <laughs> Clowney and Jarvis Landry and all the rest of the starters that were going to be uh, not playing this game, I think that they were really, really excited about that opportunity. So 
Um, so they're not very happy about it, but um, I'm sure Kevin Stefanski is thrilled. I know the Browns are happy uh, about the result of this. Baker Mayfield had called for a delay in the game. Jarvis Landry had called for it. And so now these guys at least have a chance. Yeah. And look, I understand the Raiders frustration, um, but I just think in a vacuum, this was the right move. And, and if we're being honest, if the role, if the roles were reversed and the Raiders had an outbreak and the game got moved, it would be Browns fans and Browns players angry on Twitter about it. So I, I think that's kind of inevitable. I, I do think though, just like I said, in a vacuum, I, I do think moving this game a couple days out to just see if you could stem this outbreak and maybe get a few more players back on the field, I, I think was the right thing to do. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, you, you have to wonder if, you know, if it's not kind of dying down a little and each day they've had fewer and fewer positives, right? They started out with, I think it was eight and then it went to six. It was eight on Tuesday, six on Wednesday, five on Thursday, three on mm-hmm. Friday, or are we up to four on Friday? Four on four Friday. Because of Kareem. Yeah, four on Friday with Kareem. So it's, it's kind of dissipating as the week goes along. And if it continues along that trajectory, then, then you're going to be in good shape for the game because you might be able to get some guys back and you're not losing anymore. And that's the whole goal of this whole thing is to, stem the tide, stop this thing, and see if you can't get maybe one of your top two quarterbacks back. As you mentioned, maybe get Wyatt Teller back on our video. We talked about that. Uh, Maybe try to get a Jarvis Landry back. So Baker or Case, if they come back, uh, they have somebody to throw the ball to. Uh, So many guys on defense. My goodness. I mean, uh, it it would have been really incredibly tough to go out and win this football game on a Saturday. Yeah. And then there is, you know, there is a player safety issue with this too, beyond COVID it, it, you know, I mean, if you're asking practice squad guys to come up and play 60 snaps on defense, that's, that's not great. (laughs) You know, I mean, that's not necessarily safe for those guys either. Uh, So again, it's just hard to argue against moving this game to Monday night, but, but now the issue is, well, it gives the Browns time to get players back it does potentially open the door for them to maybe lose more players as they have to go through testing protocols here before the game starts. Yeah. You know, I mean, when I looked at this game, I kept trying to think, what do you still have? And when we did our podcast yesterday, we went through the lineup of position by position and what did they still have? I thought they still definitely had enough defensively to go out there against a Raiders team that was going to be without their premier tight end in Darren Waller. And we all saw what Travis Kelsey was able to do in that chiefs game last night. My goodness. Uh, That's what one of those tight ends can do. And he's right up there with a Travis Kelsey. That's the quality of tight end that he is. So to not have him in that game uh, is enormous. And now you have to wonder, is he going to be back on Monday? That could kind of hurt, but um but, you, you know, you just don't know uh, who will be back or who won't. But I thought that having Miles and Jadavian when he was still there, JOK and Denzel Ward, you know, I thought that was enough good players on defense, enough sort of game wrecking type of players that you could go out and, and get the job done, that I really kind of thought they could do it. Um, then you lose Jadavian on top of that. And if you've got Nick Mullins starting the game against a, you know, with a skeleton crew on offense, and now you're down to Miles, JOK, and Denzel, that was going to be tough. That was going to be tough because then you start, when you start to lose your depth like that, 
I mean, this is the time of year that um, Miles Garrett, you know, sometimes his asthma, I've talked about this before, I see it in him sometimes. Sometimes he needs a little bit of a breather on the sidelines. Uh, so you don't necessarily want him out there for 95% of the snaps. So when you're starting to get down into your depth, um, you know, it would have been a little bit dicey. So I, I think that uh, they're going to be, they should be much better off unless they lose some of those guys. Yeah. Well, and, and even like depth guys were, you know, Tack McKinley's on the list, uh, you know, I mean, Mac Wilson and Tony Fields and Jacob Phillips are on the list. I mean, these are guys that, you know, you're not just getting into your depth, you're getting into your depth behind your depth with a lot of these guys. So I, I guess as we look at this, who do you think is most likely to, I mean, who should people be watching as far as the timeline and all of that? I mean, Odell Beckham Jr. today said that he was negative on Twitter. So he went on the list on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So what is that? Four days, something like that. Um, yeah. So I, I guess who are we, who are we kind of looking at here? Baker, uh, who, who else could maybe come off this list for the Browns? You know what? I, I think it's, it's fair game for any of these guys. I mean, now they all have a chance or most of them have a chance to come back. I mean, I think two that would struggle to come back. First of all, Jadavian Clowney, we know that he was symptomatic on Thursday. He sat out practice with an illness on Thursday, tested positive on Friday. So I think it would be very difficult for him to be back because he's still in that position where he's got to return two negative tests 24 hours apart because he is symptomatic. It's the asymptomatic guys that can get back a day after they test positive. Kareem Hunt, well, he had already basically been ruled out of the game with his ankle injury to begin with, uh, but he tested positive. So he's probably a long shot for this game. Uh, But I think anybody else is kind of fair game and you just don't really know. I mean, they could get five guys back one day and six guys back another day. I mean, they really could you know, it's just at the mercy of the testing. And in its simplest form, these guys need to take two different kinds of tests, or there's another little complicated thing where the viral threshold has to be at a certain level, but that starts to get a little bit technical. So in its simplest form, uh, most of these guys just have to test twice in one day and, and have two negative tests on the same day. And I don't know. I, I, you know, I think they have a good chance of getting some guy. I'm going to say that they're going to get a handful of guys back. I think they'll get a handful back. And I've always felt that Baker Mayfield somehow was going to make it back to this game, like will himself back into this football game. I don't know if he'll be able to pull it off or not. Uh, but now he certainly has a chance. Yeah. I, th- I mean, that's the big thing. You have a chance to either get him or, you know, case is going to be close because he went on the list later, but, but you've got a chance to get one of those two guys back which really kind of changes what you can do because we've seen case win a game for you. It wasn't a pretty game, but we've seen him win a game for you. And, you know, Baker is your starting quarterback for all the struggles he's had and, and for as up and down as this year has been, he is still your starting quarterback and the guy you, you kind of built this offense around. So it absolutely changes the game. If, if one of those two guys is able to, to come off that list. Yes. And no matter what Baker Mayfield uh, really wanted to try to come back from the bye and, hoist this football team into the postseason and really prove himself show what he's made of show how tough he is show how he can strap this team on his back and try to get to the playoffs. so of course he really wants that chance and one thing that we know about baker mayfield is right from the start he has said he was asymptomatic 
So if he's completely asymptomatic, now he's got uh, two more days in which to test negative. That's Saturday and Sunday. He's got two more chances to go out there and test negative and uh, talk about having your back against the wall and, uh, and, you know, and having to really, you know, need a little bit of a minor miracle. Well, that's the position that he's in because if he's out there and a couple of other guys come back and you've got Nick Chubb running the ball, you know, the, the chances of winning the game are that much better. And they really need this football game. They need to win this game because here's something that is kind of, you know, getting swept, not swept under the rug, but maybe not being talked about as much as, as it needs to be right now. And that is the fact that then they have to turn around in five days, five days and go play a game on Christmas day in green Bay against the 10 and three Packers. And that is why they can't afford to lose this game. They might be only able to lose one more game to make the playoffs. Although with the way things are going in the AFC North right now, I don't even know if that's a true statement anymore. Do you know what I mean? We've talked about yeah. that. You might only need nine victories to win the AFC North with the way everything's going. So, you know, it's really hard to say, but, um, you know, they have to turn around in five days. And once again, you don't know for sure who's going to be able to be back for that game, especially if you, you lose a couple more guys over the next two days. Uh, so they have to keep their fingers crossed. You don't want to be without Miles Garrett and Denzel Ward in Green Bay. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's fluid, as the Browns said in their in their release today, and we have no idea who's coming and who's going yet. Yeah, and uh, I, I was going to bring up that game because a few of our texters when we were when we texted out that the game got moved and you know all the information about it asked why two teams got moved to Tuesday and the Browns got moved to Monday. And the reality is you, you move this game to Tuesday. Now you're doing like that Thursday night turnaround mm -hmm. and the Packers don't have to do that. The Packers play on Sunday. So there would, there would be some real disadvantages. Not only do you have to travel, but you'd have to be the road team essentially on what's a Thursday night's rest schedule. Um, so having that extra day, even if it means maybe you don't get a couple guys back, it's going to be really important when you have to travel to green Bay on Christmas. Yes, absolutely. 100%. I think that that factored into the decision. Uh, and you're, you're right, what you lose in maybe not getting a few guys back, you might gain in, uh, in that extra day of trying to, you know, rest up and heal up to do, to go try to win another very, very important football game. They're all incredibly important right now. And it's just amazing to me that, you know, the Browns kind of got to the point where, it was coming together. I was, I was writing that everything was coming up Browns. Everything was going their way in the whole entire AFC. Uh, things just looked like uh, they were going in the right direction for them. Their defense had really come together. The defense had found its takeaway game with eight interceptions in the last five games, three fumble recoveries in the last five games. You know, you just saw the lights coming on for a lot of guys. And, um, and then this happens. They had that late bye. And they were so ready to heal up over that bye. Baker Mayfield, you know, get feeling better and, you know, get everybody just refreshed and reinvigorated and throw everything out of the playbook that wasn't working and put things in that were. And, and then this, I mean, this is for a football in just football terms, just catastrophic uh, in, in just in terms of what could have happened had you had to go out and play this football game under these conditions. And we still don't know 
what it's going to be like on Monday. But I mean, this is one of those just unforeseen things. And remember, we talked about it earlier in the season. We asked, like, what should Kevin Stefanski be most afraid of? <laughs> and I think, we, yeah, we talked about COVID-19 and, and here it is. And there he is again in his basement. Although, I, you know, you know me, I'm still a little cynical about like, hey, the Browns are good again after that Ravens game. I'm still that was still such an iffy game and they're still not very far removed from four turnovers off Lamar Jackson and scoring three points off of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, But like we've said, the Raiders are not a great team and they're banged up and they've underachieved and they've had a lot of adversity. This was a prime game for you to kind of keep that ball rolling. And now it's just a little tougher to do that. Yeah. I mean, they have lost five out of six. And once again, uh, if, if you don't have Darren Waller, you know, Really, I mean, it's like, would the Chiefs have beat the Chargers without Travis Kelsey? I don't think so. Um, so they've lost five out of six. But when you look a little deeper into the five out of six, they did beat the Cowboys in overtime. And that says something about them to be able to dig deep and do that with everything that this football team has been through. And then two of their losses were against the Chiefs. And the Chiefs have just woken up yeah. and become the best team in the AFC again, right? I mean, they have become almost not invincible, but they've gotten really good. They've won seven straight games. And that was a tremendous beatdown uh, that the Raiders had at the hands of the Chiefs. But sometimes a game gets away from you. You start turning the ball over the way that they did in that game and you're out of it. Forget it. You're, you know, stick a fork in them. You're, you're not coming back from a game like that when you turn the ball over five times. So if they protect the football, you know, they can probably give the Browns a game, especially if the Browns are a shell of themselves. So the Browns are going to have to bring their A game no matter who plays. Okay, we uh, we shot a video right before this, and, and I asked this question. So we're going to wrap up the pod here with, with this answer. Outside of Baker Mayfield, who's the player on the COVID, currently on the COVID list that you think the Brown that you think the Browns getting back would help them the most? I'm going to say exactly what I said on that video, Dan, and I'm going to go with Jarvis Landry. You need to be able to move the chains and score the football. And I think out of anybody that I see on this list, I think that, um, you know, that Jarvis Landry gives you the best chance to do that when Jarvis is being Jarvis. Any, any given game, he is capable of eight receptions, over 100 yards. He doesn't have touchdowns yet this season uh, in terms of the passing game. Uh, but he can do so many things for you, right? I mean, you can direct snap. You can have him run the ball. You can do so many different things with Jarvis. So he's sort of a jack of all trades. And, uh, you know, if you can't get the ball downfield, he's somebody you can, you know, get the ball shorter to him, rely on that run after catch, and let him be explosive in that way. So I'm going Jarvis. Okay, I'm going to break the rules here. I said Wyatt Teller on the video because of the run game. But I'm going to break the rules and throw a wild card at you. What if Greg Newsom is able to clear concussion protocol in the next two days? Mm. I hadn't thought about that. What if he's suddenly able to clear concussion protocol? We don't know how close he is. And usually when you suffer a concussion that late in the week, like he did, it's a tough road back, even on a a longer week. But with Troy Hill out, uh, he's on the COVID list and has a knee injury. So he's probably not going to play either way. If you could get Newsom back out there and play him in the slot, and have greedy on the outside with Denzel. That makes your secondary a lot better. Yeah, I mean they are just they just got 
rocked in the secondary over this past week. And getting Greg Newsom back would be huge for them uh, because, again, he could help out with Hunter Renfro, although I think Denzel Ward will do a good job there too. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, Derek Carr is like second in the NFL in passing yards. So to have Greg Newsom back, I think, would really, really help a lot in this game. As you mentioned, uh, then that would give you the opportunity to play him in the slot. And, uh, yeah, I think that would really help. And without some of your best safeties back there, uh, you need all the help that you can get in that back end. Okay, there we go. The Browns get their game, their Saturday game moved to Monday. Uh, more guys go on the COVID list. It was eight total placed on the list today. Clowney will be placed on the list on Saturday. But some of those guys were previously reported. There was just a delay in, in putting them on that list. So it wasn't like eight positive tests on Friday, like Mary Kay said earlier. This seems to be uh, going down just a little bit. So we'll kind of see. We'll kind of see what happens. Uh, you know, let me ask you one more thing, actually, because I, I found this interesting. The Browns are going to practice on Saturday. And on the one hand, I understand it because you, you might have to play Nick Mullins or Kyle Oletta or somebody like that. You've got guys that you've got to get out there and rep. But what should they practice on Saturday? What, what do you think? That, it's, a, it's a tough decision for me because I can see why they want to get guys on the field. But on the other hand, I could see the benefit just saying, hey, guys, stay home. Yeah, you know what, Dan, I think at this point, uh, virtual meetings and virtual everything would have been the way to go because the less contact these guys can have with each other, the better. I mean, you just don't want to lose any more guys between now and then. So I probably would have just said, you know, what good is it going to do you uh, to go out and try to, you know, complete a few passes here or there in, in a practice? It might be the law of diminishing returns by trying to do that, but we shall see over the next two days. Yeah. And, and look, they'll probably be, they'll probably be masked. They'll probably be outdoors. Like they have been when they've been doing their walkthroughs and their practices this week. So um, it's a pretty safe setting, but again, just something to keep an eye on. And if I'm Kevin Stefanski or whoever's making this decision, I'm saying miles, Denzel, Joel, JC, all of you guys just stay home. We don't need you. We, we just need to, like Kyle, I'll let her throw the ball around a little bit. You guys stay home and don't come anywhere close to this facility. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I mean, Miles yesterday had the opportunity to practice and I don't know exactly. And I, I had this in one of my stories today. I don't know exactly how it went down, but he basically did not come out until the very end of practice. And when he did come out, he worked off to the side on his own. I think he is taking matters in, into his own hands in some ways to keep himself from testing positive. And if that's what he feels that he has to do, more power to him because he knows how much he means to this team. He knows they cannot lose him for this football game. And so be it. Do what you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. He posted something on Instagram about being the mad, getting that Madden 99 rating yesterday. And somebody in the comments said, just stay home, Miles. And he's, replied to the comment and said something like I I'm just chilling at home playing Warzone." so <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how miles is going to approach the next three days i think all right that'll do it for this uh i guess emergency edition of the orange and brown talk podcast a special friday night saturday edition of the pod for you uh we'll be back at the very least for the post game on monday but who knows what will happen over the next few days so just make sure you're subscribed to this podcast wherever you listen so that it'll show up on your feed as soon as we uh as soon as we decide to record one 
And make sure you're a Football Insider subscriber because we've been texting. We've got a bunch of stories on cleveland.com slash Browns that you got to have access to. You got to be a Football Insider to see. It's cleveland.com slash Browns, the blue banner at the top of the page. Mary Kate, I will talk to you later. Sounds great.